hitting the snooze button on the weekends, you might be putting yourself at greater risk for high blood pressure, according to a new study published Tuesday in the journal Hypertension. Researchers found that people who varied their sleep times throughout the week or slept in on the weekends were at greater risk for high blood pressure than those with consistent sleep schedules, even when they got the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep each night. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. On Tuesday, a group of bipartisan lawmakers in Congress launched the Domestic Pharmaceutical Manufacturing Caucus aimed at advancing legislation that encourages more domestic production of essential medicines and reduces reliance on foreign adversaries like China. Representative Buddy Carter, a Republican from Georgia, announced the caucus alongside Democratic Representatives Alyssa Slotkin and Chrissy Houlihan and Republican Gus Billy Ruckus. The FDA has scheduled a joint meeting of its advisory committees to consider a drug application from Perigo for an over-the-counter birth control pill called Opil. If approved, Opil would be the first ever once-daily birth control pill available in the U.S. without a prescription. The Non-Prescription Drugs Advisory Committee and the Obstetrics, Reproductive, and Neurologic Drugs Advisory Committee will meet May 9th and 10th to discuss the application. And Politico's Alice Miranda Olstein is here to discuss the latest in the Biden administration's ongoing fights around abortion pill access. Great to chat. So the Biden administration has been pushing back against attempts by Republicans to ban abortion pills nationwide. But yesterday, they were in court fighting against a Democratic-led effort to make the pills more accessible. Can you walk me through this tightrope the Biden administration is walking here? So it sounds contradictory, but really the Biden administration is in both cases sticking to the same principle, which is basically this is the FDA's job. It's the FDA's job to determine how drugs are regulated, including abortion pills, and whether it's the conservative groups in Texas or the Democratic AGs, they don't have the right to sort of challenge and question and override the agency decisions. And so it is kind of ironic that in the Texas case, the Dem AGs and the Biden administration are fighting on the same side. And in this case that was heard this week in Washington state, they were fighting on opposite sides. The Democratic attorneys general are pushing to have the remaining federal restrictions on abortion pills thrown out. They say they are unsupported by science. They are overly burdensome. They prevent patients and providers from getting what they need. And the Biden administration is saying, look, you don't have the right to challenge these rules. You didn't go about it the right way. You waited too long. These rules have been around for decades and you're only challenging them now. And so it's more of a technical argument than an ideological one about abortion. But here we are. So what could happen if the judge in this case rules in favor of the Democratic attorneys general? That could mean that in the roughly dozen states where the attorneys general are part of this case, that the remaining federal restrictions could be lifted. It would mean that more doctors would be able to prescribe them, more pharmacies would be able to dispense them, and patients, you know, wouldn't have to jump through as many hoops in order to obtain them. So it would sort of continue widening the already wide divide over access, where if you're in one state, you can't access abortion pills at all. And if you're in another, you can access them quite easily. That's the case now. It would be even more the case if the Democratic AGs prevail in this case. So at the same time, we're still waiting on a decision from a federal judge in Texas that could ban the pills entirely. So what happens if we get separate rulings here? 
every time there are clashing, big sweeping rulings of this case, it makes it all the more likely that it will eventually work its way up to the Supreme Court. So if you have these competing decisions coming out of different courts, it first goes up to the appeals court level. If it's upheld, it could eventually go back to the Supreme Court level. On the one hand, the Supreme Court did overturn Roe versus Wade less than a year ago. On the other hand, it's really gone a bunch of different ways when it comes to the power of federal agencies to regulate and the power of folks outside to challenge that decision making. It's really unclear where this could go in the future. And so at the same time, all of this legal battles are happening against this backdrop over this debate about whether pharmacies, you know, even want to dispense abortion pills. So how would what the Democratic attorneys general are pushing for affect that debate? The Democratic attorneys general are saying, look, the FDA regulates tens of thousands of different kinds of medications, and they only put these restrictions known as REMS on very, very few of them, a really narrow slice. And that includes, you know, super dangerous drugs like fentanyl. It includes high risk drugs for complicated medical conditions, and it includes abortion pills. And they're saying abortion pills don't deserve to be in that same category. There's extensive data on how safe they are. The FDA itself, you know, has moved several times in recent years to loosen the rules and should do so again. And so that would mean that if they prevail in this lawsuit, that pharmacies would not have to go through a special certification process in order to dispense. So it could make it easier for both chain pharmacies and smaller independent pharmacies that don't have the same resources as big chains like Walgreens and CVS. It would make it easier for them to be able to dispense the pills. Of course, that's not the only factor that they're weighing. You know, these pharmacies are getting bombarded by anti-abortion protesters, etc. They're also getting threatened by Republican state attorneys general. And so even if the regulatory hurdle is taken out of the way and it's easier for them to legally be able to dispense the pills, they still could choose not to do so for other reasons. This has just been a a fascinating debate and conversation to watch unfold. And I know you will be following all of this closely, but thank you so much for taking the time to walk us through this today, Alice. I really appreciate it. Always good to chat. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese, Anna Fra Abdullah are our producers. Raghu Manavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Almond is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this recording, Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>